0: Hello and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. And today on the the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Immortal Guardian. They have a new album called Psychosomatic, which is released on February 12th of this year. I'm just going to say 2021 because, Gabriel, it feels so good to say 2021.
1: Yes, feels good to finally um, put 2020 in the past, mm-hmm. you know, duh. It's uh, it was a, it was like a a movie that none of us wanted to watch, but we already paid the, the theater price, so we just had to sit there and, <laughs> and yeah, and just take it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, so the album will be releasing February 12, 2021 via M Theory Audio, which is also exciting stuff because they're a newer label, I believe. Um, and I have had a couple of artists from M Theory Audio, but it seemed like they were a little quiet for a little while, so um. Glad to hear another artist from M Theory on the show. And so right now we're being joined by Gabriel. And Gabriel is going to be giving us some information about what Immortal Guardian has got coming down the pipeline. So, Gabriel, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me, man. This is super awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, I like what's going on
1: with your wall. That's super awesome. Oh, yeah, thanks, man. You know, it has got a little... Po- po- polka dotted uh, tiles, you know, gives it a, lo- a cool background for all these Zoom calls we had to do this year. Mm-hmm. You know, every, at one point, everybody is doing this, the, the whole uh, FaceTime Zoom call thing. And and uh, it even gave us an idea to make a music video out of it. And we were uh, having a lot
0: of fun with that on the last single. I don't know if you got to check that one out. but I, we, uh, I did. And that leans me into a stellar question, which is... Uh, I believe it was a track called Lockdown, correct? Yes. Okay. So take us through that track because in my mind, I think as an artist, it would kind of be cool but kind of not cool to write a song about being in lockdown and having Zoom calls, but you guys did it and you made it look really cool. So take us through that. How did you guys did that? So the idea here was um, our
1: drummer, he lives in Montreal, Canada, um, Carlos, in the beginning of the pandemic was in Brazil He made it back to Vegas, luckily But uh, And our bassist lives in Texas And I live in Las Vegas So we're kind of like all over the place So the idea of getting in the same room to make an album Or shoot music videos or whatever is just not a thing e- Even regularly, but even more so with COVID So as we started like making this record And coming up with um, ideas for music videos It was like, what the hell are we going to do Since we can't meet up So the first idea was Okay, why don't we just shoot a bunch of videos where we're, you know, we're like apart, but, you know, we'll we'll get creative with why, why we're apart, you know, Mm -hmm. so the first one we were like in a newspaper for read between the lines. And then in the second one, I I think I, I think we were having a band meeting on zoom talking about what the what the idea should be. And I was like, why don't we just do this? (laughs) I was like, I had seen a Saturday night live skit. And uh, they had made fun of people that, that are using Zoom for the first time. And I was like, this is genius, you know. Like, at, at this point, everybody has used this software that if we made a video with it, I think everybody would, would be like, hey, it's the thing that we all used, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And then as far as lockdown goes, not just lockdown itself, but the entire record, like, is written about all the events that were happening this year. So as we were sitting on our couches at home watching this catastrophic catastrophic events we were writing songs for each one and lockdown's a it's like the second or third track and it kind of goes in order of, of what's happening too in in the in the world so like lockdown was it's like i think the second track third track and exactly what it is you know just the shock of oh crap we're going into a lockdown and we started the quote with the guy from the world health organization pretty much saying you can't lockdown and unlockdown and go back to lockdown and like you just can't do that it's not the way forward and th- that's what we tr- truly believe too you know it's like either you do it for good or you don't do it at all because you just we're just you know so many businesses and stuff gone under
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah without a song, without a joke yeah the song questions a lot about uh you know the same questions we all have like where did the virus come from Uh, how did this happen? Is the virus causing more damage and it is, you know, more, more saving lives, you know, and, um, stuff like that. So that's what, that's what lockdown was about.
0: Okay. So now I have the track list up in front of me so that, as you mentioned, it it goes through 2020. I now have the track listing here. Uh, Mm -hmm. kind of, kind of like maybe another interesting question I have is then did you guys, Have music already, and you're looking for lyrics, and you thought, well, this year is giving us some lyrics, or was this not happening at all until like 2020 happened? I'm just kind of curious how everybody got together from different locales and and created an album about 2020.
1: Yeah, what's real? What's really insane is is at the beginning of this year, we already had another record already completed. We finished a new album. We were about to, we were, like, we were getting ready to put it out this year and, and we were getting ready to tour a bunch and then put out the record. So that was the plan. Like, okay, we'll tour this last album, then do the new one. And then the COVID hit. We had this feeling and it's funny because, like, I know we're not the only ones. I saw, like, a I saw Netflix was doing it too. But they were essentially saying, like, um, due to the state of the world, we're not going to put out this show right now. We're just going to wait a little bit. You know, there was just, like, a lot of rescheduling of things because, when we made that record, uh, w- we had it with a cer- with the world was in a certain mindset, a certain way, and then to release, it's like de- it's like releasing a Christmas song in July. It's just, it's a good <laughs> song, but it just doesn't make any sense. It's like, well, why are you doing that? Like, right. it's not this is not the appropriate time. So, while we were sitting home and watching all our tours get canceled, it was one of those like, well, what else are we going to do, guys? Let's just write a record. And I, I didn't think we were going to do it so fast, but. Because we had so much free time from not touring and, and having no no gigs at all, and even side work, a lot of us work in the music industry and other other things. You know, like uh, like when I'm not playing guitar, I'm usually running lights or lasers and stuff for other people. But even that was slash. So right, sitting here with all this time, we made this record and the music, the lyrics, everything was written this year. I, w- I would say maybe there was like one song that was from the last record that we brought over, but almost all of it was written. Starting like April or something like that.
0: All right, some breadcrumbs. So there's a one track of breadcrumbs then. Yeah. Is- and it
1: felt like okay, that song still makes sense. It would make sense in today's world, and that was that song was um find a reason. Okay, and find a reason is a is, is essentially is it's like an anti-suicidal song. It's just about someone trying to find a reason to live and you know c- continue you know keep on keeping on through this crazy struggle and and it just talks about like this is a really sad character like you know whatever when anyone ever noticed if i was gone kind of thing but mm-hmm. maybe they would and you know it's a really kind of a really dark song but uh we felt a lot of these songs uh, the emotions that they, they talk about and what they're expressing is something that almost everybody at one point felt during this year whether it was uh, you know s- some kinds of new depression phobia that's what that song's about it's about you know having these new phobias that we've never experienced one being now when you see a crowd of people with no mask like all of a sudden you get uncomfortable or like in the past <laughs> that was just a normal thing you know like that to me is super crazy like now we see certain things and it freaks us out you know and it yeah. only took a few months to have this new like kind of phobias and and then um and then clocks talks about just this insane time that like you know 2020 felt like an eternity time is just moving so slow mm-hmm. everything's just kind of on wait we're in this like weird prison sentence that never ends you know and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, read between the lines, as you may know, we did that one in the newspaper because we because we saw so much misinformation in the beginning of the pandemic that we were like, uh, what you know? Car- I remember Carlos sending me articles, dude. This guy says that we shouldn't do this and this and that because COVID. I was like, well, this article says the exact opposite, right? And they both came from reputable sources and this and that. And we we were just tripping like watching the news, like how are such big mainstream media's like? so contradicting each other. Like th- right. there's no like, common story. So we had to write a song about that. And then um, what was the other one? Psychosomatic, the main theme of the reason we chose to name the album that after that song was pretty much if there was anything that we were noticing, um, and especially during April and May when this thing was barely folding, uh, unfolding and everyone didn't really know what the COVID was yet, I felt so many people just for, from conversations were telling me like, I, I think I'm sick, man. I think I'm sick and I think I got it. And everybody, almost everybody in you at one point had symptoms. And yeah. then it turns out they never had it. And it's yeah. almost kind of like, uh, it's like that thing they say, like you spook yourself out enough or you're stressed out enough. You can make yourself sick, you know? Mm-hmm. and It's not, it's not to take anything away from the seriousness of COVID. You know, we've, we've had a um, family members that, that passed away from COVID and, My father was in the hospital for COVID, and luckily he he uh, beat it. But uh, this is just talking more about like how uh, you know I think the psychosomatic effect that's happening is even greater than COVID. There's more people that don't have COVID than have it. Right. That probably more freaked out about it. You know, and we just thought that was just such a crazy concept, so we had to double down and (laughs) write an album about it. You know, like man, isn't it crazy how like. There are some people getting sick, but there's a lot more people getting sick from something that they're not sick of yet. It's just like just fear, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, great stuff.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, for a while, anybody here in Alberta could get a coronavirus test. And they uh, initially had said Alberta Health Services had said, you know, please get a test. Be part of the be part of the solution. not part of the problem. Know that you have it or that you don't have it kind of thing. And so, mm-hmm. like, once a month when I went back to work, I did that just to make sure. And then the system just got too much – had too much in it and they had to stop and say, wow. you know, only if you like, know that you have it, then I mean, you can come take a test to confirm that, <laughs> you know, you know, you have it or whatever. Uh, but apparently there were hypochondriacs who were coming in and, yeah. you know, getting nine tests in, in a week kind of thing. Yeah. And- yeah. That's a, that's <laughs> a, I believe it too, man. I mean –
1: with toilet with toilet paper wiping off the shelves, you know, I could see people like getting like ten tests, like no problem.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I also remember toilet paper being off the shelf, but then the Kleenex was full right next to it, you know. And yeah. The, the that was pa- paper towel was full right next to it, like yeah. like toilet paper such a single use item; you couldn't use that to do anything else, or you know, Kleenex. Yeah. It's, it's tremendous, you know. Uh, yeah. It was, it was that was very weird weird like and it was great that like before
1: the I I buy things in bulk anyways so right before the pandemic you know we we had our typical water and toilet paper and stuff so like yeah all my friends that always laugh at me for buying in bulk or like dude why you always have like I have those big five gallon things Mm -hmm. why you got 20 of those five gallon things all the time (laughs) the pandemic kid I was like who's laughing now
0: that's right (laughs) not Gabriel Gabriel doesn't laugh at that kind of thing um (laughs) Beautiful. Okay. Now, this seems to be mostly, I'm guessing then, uh, to do with the virus. There were a lot of other things that happened in 2020, especially down in the States. Uh, Does the album cover anything else, like uh, political-wise, police brutality-wise? Yeah. I I feel that uh, – I don't want to give too much
1: away, but the record that we were writing was pretty much a lot of that. So we're almost kind of saving some of those themes for the next one to kind of keep the common, you know, the political and the craziness that like, because we're Americans, we're like, I don't know how many, how many people are really going to relate to this, you know, besides uh, (laughs) Americans, you know, but it's been a fucking shit show for the last, uh, I don't even know how long it's been. It's been quite a show for a while. So we definitely wrote songs about that. We definitely, that has its own category and, and not just one, (laughs) but multiple songs. So We'll probably be seeing more about that in the in the in the next record, but in this record, we definitely focus more on the international chaos of the virus mm-hmm. and the and and mainly the emotions that the virus brought. Almost every song is kind of touching like some kind of fear, or panic, or s- sadness, or the passing or something, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, something you mentioned in the beginning there was, I think it was "Find a Reason." Uh, yeah. Here in Canada alone, suicide is up sixty percent.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. I don't know what the the statistic is, but in America, it's insane. It's gone up a lot. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I personally have a friend who who passed away f- that way this year or last year, and and it doesn't. And that's the thing is, like, all these things are just numbers, they are just statistics, right? And then once you know somebody that that does does it, or you see somebody that has COVID or whatever, like these numbers get really real, mm-hmm. and then the reality is like, oh shit, and then. Then you write an album. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it sounds like. You know, like I would say definitely this record was a lot more serious uh than the past ones and the in the way we wrote the lyrics, you know. It was just kind of we didn't have to like think hard about like, well, what kind of thing are we gonna try to put in the mess? Ma- it was just like, Oh my god, this is what's happening in the world, just write it down, write it down, you yeah. know? And it just the flow was natural, the music came natural, the the music matching the emotions of the lyrics and stuff, so that was quite, that was quite fun to do while like, now I look back at it, I'm laughing, but then it was like, my brain was totally not there, you know, like trying to put together a record while the world's falling apart. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the good news is that it ended at midnight and nothing from last year is continuing. Right. So, you know, you yeah. can, yeah, you can take, <laughs> take a vacation that's, from that's, it for a little bit. Home base. 2021's home base. Yeah, exactly. It's home base. Nothing's happening. It's going to be okay. Uh, perfect. Now, something else I noticed here is the cover art uh, mm-hmm. was done by Natalia.
1: Yes, super awesome.
0: Yeah, and she's definitely got uh, a track record here, like Dark Moor, Alma, Secret Sphere. Uh, tell us about the production team on this record. How did you guys? Did you guys record it at your home studios and then send it to like a central? exactly.
1: Okay. exactly. So, so what was cool was on this record um our producer josh lopez became the bass player of the band so like he joined the band this year he did our last record so he was already he did our last one and the unreleased one the the one that we scrapped so he this is technically his like third record with us so like <laughs> he's already got like a formula on like how how he tracks everything and how he mics it and whatever so it was really awesome the only catch was yeah not being able to be all in the same studio so like we had our drummer He went to his buddy's studio um, um, in in Montreal, and then they sent us the tracks. And then Zima Zima and I recorded in Vegas, and then I drove to Texas with the hard drive, and then I recorded my parts in Texas with Josh. And it was a lot of crazy stuff that, like, there's so much stuff that could have happened in three seconds that took us 30 minutes, you know? Like, Like, when you're in a room with somebody, you can tell the guy, I needed to go. not oh yeah i got you
0: right
1: now i have to put that into an email or or whatever and send it and i was telling josh like man i imagine how funny it would be if like people were to see like the hundreds and hundreds of facebook messages that we send each other like no one to go oh yeah okay yeah (laughs) you you get in the whole album that way yeah
0: how do you how do you you write out triplet formations and facebook messages is there a secret art to that did you figure that out
1: oh man a lot of it <laughs> a lot of it is letting one person kind of have the uh the creative freedom and then everyone kind of copies them
0: right know? perfect
1: when it comes to rhythms, it's typically the drummer you know he'll do something and i'm like that's not what i was thinking but that's cool let's do that yeah <laughs> that'll work yeah that'll work there's <laughs> a lot of that a lot of a lot of, uh, a, a lot of you just kind of like, that's cool, because it's going to take us 20 hours to just do something that's pretty damn similar, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. But the person I probably spend the most time with, I would say, is Carlos. Like, I have to be in the room with him. Like, we we work so much on, you know, getting the, the vocals and the enunciations and the harmonies. Like, he does a lot of choirs, so we've got to do, like, layers and layers and write it out with the MIDI piano and, you know, like yeah i really i really like uh i love doing the vocals good mm-hmm. times so like,
0: yeah you know, one one man choirs are always an interesting thing uh obviously a lot of bands do it but there's usually sometimes yeah. it can be kind of weird stacking up that many uh you know of one one voice and try still trying to make it sound like a choir how did you guys tackle that was the intent to truly make it sound like a choir or was it
1: uh, yeah but okay. we've been doing this since like we've been doing this since the first first ep like it's just kind of like our little signature sound like i i love 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 queen and their choirs i love boston a lot of these classic rock bands where like the lead singer would just do this massive wall of harmonies yeah but he do a lot of the falsetto stuff so it sounds like you know like a full actual choir and um we did we did a cover of Bohemian rhapsody uh back in the day as Immortal guardian and um my buddy uh my buddy Roy gave me the stems to the to the actual Queen sessions. So I got to hear like every piece and I remember the first time I ever heard Bohemian Rhapsody like broken down into pieces, I was like, "Oh my god, like that's amazing. Number 1 and number 2, that's how they do it." Yep. So we kind of started implementing that kind of those kind of Queen harmonies in um in Revolution Part 1 and then we just got better at it and I started taking some training on how to like do like proper voicings and all that. And like theory lessons and stuff. And yeah, man, it was it was awesome like to kind of see the the transformation went from just being this big epic choir to now just being like this gospel warm sounding, you know, he makes these really cool chords, you know. It's it's yeah. more it's gone it's went it's gone more from like epic metal to like now queen muse kind of vibe, you know. We've got this like Yeah, wall of voices and we used to do like 40 voices back in the day and that was a pain in the ass we used to do five no eight voices per note so there would be like five notes so there would be like eight per and it's insane so the last record we put like 25 and then the next one we put like 15 and we're just getting smaller (laughs) so it's so much easier but i think for this record we did like 25 we did like half of them it was like 20 25 and it sounds massive you know
0: yeah yeah very cool stuff. Yeah, we could spend days going into things we've heard over the years, like uh, Def Leppard. They did like at least four tracks per note, and then would have like four part harmonies. And yeah. you know, just trying to think about syncing all of this up on tape back then. Oh and, Jesus, I can't imagine. And uh, yeah, I've also heard the tracks you mentioned from Queen. I, I downloaded those stems. There's a few out there uh, that are cool to hear, like uh, "Billie Jean" by Michael Jackson's out there. And, oh my
1: God, so good! I have yeah. heard that
0: one. Yeah. And uh, like, wow, that little kick kicka sound is in there. I had no idea, you know, like just the way the little little things that that yeah. make up make up the track so um and then I just heard a chat with Devin Townsend, who does a lot of uh vocal choirs, and uh yeah. so on his last album, Empath, he was saying that he actually hired a women's choir in Vancouver, and then he m- blended that with his voice because. In his own own mind, he was just tired of hearing himself kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Wow. But uh, just because I just heard that and you mentioned a vocal choir, I was just curious, you know, how did you guys approach the vocal choir? Yeah.
1: Eventually, I'd love to have, you know, like a full men, women, children, just big like community (laughs) voice sounding like the sound, you know, but budgets and stuff. And Zima can, he's got such a crazy range. Like we can, you know, do it all right now, but he he did a performance with an orc- a metal orchestra back in March, and he, there was a choir there, and that was f- that was freaking
0: epic. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we got to do that on the next record, man, you know? So, that's, yeah. that's the idea. Now, I guess one last question that I have then is, you know, typically, you release a record, you go on tour, but that's not going to be happening anytime soon. So, mm-hmm. I guess, what is the plan for Immortal Guardian now that it's, you know, beginning of 2021?
1: Yeah, well... Obviously, we're trying to tour. We're trying to reschedule the tour again, you know, just because, the, like, we just, you know, we have to. And we're kind of, uh, the whole world is at the mercy of COVID. But I told the guys, this, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was like, let's, let's go with the impression that COVID doesn't leave this year. Let's just pretend that the world stays the way it does. What are we going to do? Keep making music. So the idea is to, we're trying to, like, almost, like, shoot a video for every song just because we kind of have the time for it. You know? Yeah. So we've gotten, we've already shot like, I think maybe five, six videos for this album. So it's like almost all of them. And uh, we usually only shoot like a few, but we got playthroughs and lyric videos and live videos and band videos and tutorials and you name it. So <laughs> we're focusing more on the online thing, just like everybody else is. You know, there's really nothing else you can do besides sit at home.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, and come on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful, baby. Uh, all right, well, that concludes my questions. Is there anything that you wanted to chat about, Gabriel, that I did not bring up?
1: Um, no, just that the record's coming out, you know. Um, keep an eye out for it on February 12th. It's coming out in a, about a month. And uh, if you see COVID start uh, going away, you could expect us to see, see us in your town probably this fall. If not, hopefully soon. But uh, the, uh, we will be on tour with Power Glove here in North America. So we should be going through Edmonton and all that good stuff.
0: Okay. And when you boys do and you're at the Starlight, they should still be alive. I think. I hope. Oh, yeah. Because we really only ha- – in Edmonton, we really only have a couple of venues for metal bands to play at. Yeah. Um, unless, of course, you're big enough to sell out a stadium. But most metal bands coming through Edmonton just they're, they don't. Uh, yeah. So Starlight can actually hold quite a bit. Yeah, it's great. Uh, or their side venue. I'm trying to remember what it's called, but they have a side venue for smaller shows. And then there is Rendezvous Pub. But I would not be surprised if Rendezvous doesn't make it through. Yeah, Kind of thing, because yeah. I don't know what the so- else they would be doing right now.
1: I was just looking at the list of clubs we're supposed to play and so many of them are oh gone, man, it's super sad. Yeah. But hopefully, uh these uh hopefully these governments pump some money into the arts dish, arts cultures and help to help these venues out. You know, they did that in America recently, so hope Canada get something like that too.
0: Mm-hmm. Wouldn't doubt it. And besides the Guardian is immortal. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, then thank you so much for coming on to the Rock and Roll Podcast today, Gabriel. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having me, John. And um I hope to see you soon, dude. See you in Canada. Mm-hmm.